0: Welcome to the Go Forth and Golf Podcast, where you can listen to everything related to the game of golf. Golf tips to help you improve your golf game, entertaining interviews, discussions about the latest in golf equipment, and so much more. Now, here is your host, PGA Professional, Steve Goforth. what's up everybody welcome back to another episode of go forth in golf episode number five coming at you here in just a few minutes before we jump into that i'm going to talk about what to expect with this episode number one i'm going to be talking about how to avoid that awful heavy miss hit we've all experienced it in this episode you're going to learn what causes that shot and how to eliminate it from your golf swing i'm also going to talk about the rules of golf i'm starting a five-part series and in this episode i'm talking about the rules, and how they pertain to penalty areas. I list what I feel are the top five misconceptions when it comes to the rules of golf in a penalty area. I think that's going to really make you feel a lot more comfortable when you get in a situation on the golf course. I have a very compelling interview with Dr. Joe Dupuis from Dupuis Family Chiropractic. He's going to give you a lot of great advice on why you should think about chiropractic care, how to live a little healthier, how to make the right decisions when it comes to what you eat and what you drink, and how this is also going to help you with your golf game. I think you'll learn a lot from his very insightful information. I know it has helped me in my life. It helped me be healthier. I hope it'll do the same for you. Before we jump into all of that, let me talk about the match. The match two, I guess you could call it, between Phil and Tiger. Of course, Phil was paired up with Tom Brady, and Tiger's partner was Peyton Manning. Let me tell you, I was extremely entertained by this match. I mean, I would love to see this happen more often, maybe once a month, maybe once a month too much, maybe once every three months, twice a year, something. Let's just see it more often. Let's see it happen more than just this one time. I took away a lot of things from that match that I want to talk about here before we get started in this episode Number one, how about the microphone and camera work? I thought they did a wonderful job having those earpieces in and the the fact that they were patching people in to speak to the golfers while they were playing, I thought that was genius. It really just created a more interactive environment between everybody involved, and I loved it. I'd like to see more of that. How about this? What if they started doing that with caddies, right? What if they started micing up caddies, putting earpieces in their ear, maybe having them uh, be interviewed during the round? Don't want to mess with the golfers a little bit. They're kind of in their mojo. They're trying to stay focused and and plan shots and envision shots and, and all that good stuff. But maybe talk to the caddies. I don't know. Something to think about. I thought about that when I was watching it. They raised a lot of money. I mean, $25 million were raised for the coronavirus relief between the last two weeks at Seminole and at the Medalist. So I think that is wonderful. A lot of good definitely has come out of this match. Phil was awesome to watch. I mean, him teaching and coaching Tom Brady. It was a really good look at his mind for the game of golf. How he read some of those putts, how he read a chip shot, how he could see that in his mind, how he's describing that to Tom Brady just kind of gave you a sneak peek at how he strategizes shots. I thought that was phenomenal. Justin Thomas, the on-course reporter, I thought he did a wonderful job. Maybe there's a future for Justin down the road when it comes to to commentary and play-by-play on the golf course. Tiger's swing looked wonderful. He was peering it all day long. I mean, I don't think he missed a single shot while he was out there. He was hitting his drives well, and I think that is a sign of things to come as we get into the PGA Tour schedule moving forward. Hoping for a repeat for Tiger at the Masters. That would be outstanding. I thought Peyton Manning played great. His iron play was extremely impressive. Of course, he looked really good on those par threes. And I just I love the way that he and Woods were brother-in-lawing all day long. It's like when one guy was down, the other guy was up. And they just really worked well together. The conversations going back and forth between the two teams, the, the picking at each other uh i mean it was just it was priceless I, I laughed i don't know how many times during that broadcast at some of the things that they were saying back and forth to each other and i absolutely loved it and finally how about the hole out how about the hole out from tom brady i mean he was hacking it up right those first few holes he just couldn't hit anything felt bad for him you know how much he wanted to play well and he just couldn't seem to do it couldn't seem to find that shot and it was like get that one shot out of the fairway from 150 just ignited him and, and notice how he handled that shot he, he he handled it like he's done it before like he threw a simple pass for a first down in a game he just like you know part of the deal right he seemed confident and loved his his words with charles barkley those two guys going back and forth like that was awesome charles barkley did a wonderful job brought a lot of humor to the broadcast and i loved it so that's my take on the match as you can tell thoroughly entertained by it as i said before i hope they do more of this and maybe just maybe we could get michael jordan involved in the next one huge michael jordan fan get him and tiger paired together my two favorite athletes of all time paired together man that would be awesome i don't know something to think about let me know what you thought about it if i see you let's talk about it but overall could not have been more pleased and i hope you were as well so without any further delay let's tee it up Oh, he got all of that one. As we know, the rules of golf can be very confusing sometimes, right? You you want to do what's right. You want to follow the rules on the golf course, but you just don't know what the heck you're supposed to do because it can be so confusing. Even for somebody like myself who's a PGA professional and who has been tested on the rules of golf during my training as a PGA professional. During that training, we were told, hey, go to the book reference the book the rules of golf book and be able to look rules up because it's extremely difficult to learn everything because there's so many of them so we were taught how to go to the book we were put in front of a huge video screen we'd watch people commit a rules infraction and then we had to go to the book and we had to figure out what did they do wrong and what is the penalty So I want to share my knowledge about the rules of golf with all of you guys over the next five episodes, counting this one, of course. So consider it like a uh, five-part series with the rules of golf. This month, I want to talk about the rules of golf and how it pertains to penalty areas. Penalty areas used to be referred to as hazards, and now we have a red or yellow penalty area, and we also have bunkers. The first rule I want to talk about is probably one of the most confusing, and is how do you take relief from a red or a yellow penalty area. When you're taking relief from a penalty area, you have to assess yourself one penalty stroke. Let's talk about the yellow penalty areas first. You've got two options if you hit your golf ball into the yellow area. Number one, you may take relief by dropping your golf ball where you originally hit it let's picture this for a second you're standing in the fairway you hit your second shot it goes into a yellow penalty area you can take another golf ball out and drop it right where you just hit it and hit another one under that one stroke penalty or you can go to option two and this one tends to be a little confusing so bear with me because i'm going to try to explain this to you the best i can so option two in taking that relief is the player can go back on the line of relief By dropping the ball or you can drop a new ball if you can't find your ball in a relief area that's going to be based on a reference line going back, straight back from the hole through point X. Now, what is point X? Point X is where you think that ball last crossed the line. Now, once you establish that, you can go as far back on that line as you want to create your one club length drop area. So again, let me repeat that. You're going to find the spot or determine the spot where it last crossed, the penalty area, and there's no limit on how far back you can go on that line for your reference point. So you can that reference point can be right there at the edge of the yellow water hazard, and then you get one club length outside of that to create your area to drop. Or you may say, you know what? I am going to take my last point where it crossed. I'm going to go back about 50 yards into the fairway, and I'm going to make that my reference point, and then I get one club length within that area. That reference point can be wherever you want it to be, but it has to stay on the line of where it last crossed and the flag to make that drop. Now remember when you make that drop, you cannot go any closer to the hole from where your reference point is. So once you determine that reference point, do not make your drop any closer to the hole. So those are your two options. You can drop it where you hit it from originally or take option two, which is going back on that line where it last crossed as far back as you want to take your relief. Now let's talk about red penalty areas. This one's a little simpler. You are gonna you get three options instead of two. The first two options that I explained to you for the yellow. And the third option is that you can take two club lengths relief from where your ball last crossed the edge of that red penalty area. So from that reference point that you created, okay, this is where it last crossed. You're allowed to drop the ball outside of that penalty area anywhere within two club lengths of that spot, no nearer the hole. Red penalty areas are typically, what I mentioned earlier, they used to be called lateral water hazards. They typically run alongside of the fairway or alongside of the hole. And when that happens, you really have nuance no else to go uh, most of the time than to go laterally to the side. You're going to take your two club links. You can go up there and drop where it last went in, or where it last crossed. And that's what most golfers are going to do in this situation. But again, you have the option of doing The first two that I mentioned to you as well, you can drop it right where you are and hit it if that makes you feel more comfortable. Most of the time, if I feel like I'm going to have a good lie, I'm going to go up there and drop it two club lengths off to the side of where it last crossed. So that is how you take relief from a yellow or a red penalty area. I'm going to encourage you to go read the rules of golf. It's Rule 17.1, Section D, Part 1 and 2. So again, that's Rule 17.1, D is in divot, one and two that's going to explain to you how to make those drops what i love about the new rules of golf books is they have visuals i'm a visual guy and i like seeing the pictures in there of how to make that drop you can pull up your phone and go type that in right now in your google machine again rule 17.1 section d and read that explanation The second rule I'd like to talk about when it comes to a penalty area is if you're allowed to touch the ground in a penalty area. Now, this has changed. In the past, you couldn't do this. Now you can. So yes, you are allowed to touch the ground in a penalty area, so that's going to make it a little bit easier as far as I'm concerned because not only are you frustrated because you hit it in a penalty area, but you got to make sure you don't touch your club to the ground and then suffer more penalty. I love the fact they changed this. It's already stressful enough that you're in there, much less having to worry about that. Ground your club, it's totally okay. That can be read in rule 17.1 section B, as in ball. The next question that a lot of people have when it comes to rules of golf in a penalty area, can I remove a loose natural object or loose impediment in a penalty area? And the answer to that question is, You absolutely can. A loose natural object or loose impediment is something that can be removed anywhere on the golf course now. But when you do that, be careful because you don't want your ball to move as you're removing that loose impediment. Because if it does, you have to assess yourself one penalty stroke and then you have to replace your golf ball. So again, you are allowed to remove a loose impediment in a penalty area. You want to reference rule 17 to get a full explanation of this rule. The next question about the rules in a penalty area is something that I've encountered quite often. and I like this one. I really wanted to touch on this one. And the question is, may I take relief? from an immovable object in a penalty area. Now that immovable object could be a bridge that goes over a a creek, it could be a sprinkler control box. Uh, Anything that's an artificial object that is not able to be moved out of the ground would be considered that immovable object when your ball is in a penalty area. And the answer to that question is no, you are not allowed to take relief from an immovable object when it is in a penalty area. This stinks, I know, it's something that was put there by the golf course. It's immovable, it's in a penalty area, and it's interfering with your golf ball. I get it. We've all been there, but you are not allowed to take relief from that object when you're in a penalty area. You want to go and reference Rule 16.1A as an Apple, again, 16.1A, and read more about an immovable obstruction in a penalty area. The last most common question I want to talk about as it relates to the rules of golf and a penalty area is, can you remove a penalty area stake? The answer to that question is yes. A penalty area stake is a movable obstruction and you can move it if you want to, especially if it's interfering with your swing. However, and this is extremely rare, if it is a stake that can't be moved, like if it's permanently into the ground because the golf course did that. You are not allowed to take relief from that. You want to reference rule 16.1A as an apple on that particular rule. Those are what I feel are the most common questions golfers have when it comes to the rules of golf as it relates to penalty areas. I will discuss more rules going forward, like I mentioned earlier, because I want you to be comfortable with the rules of golf. I don't want you to get out there and be intimidated by the rules of golf because I know it can do that to a lot of us. I want you to be comfortable with them. I want you to have your questions answered. If I have not referenced a rule as it regards to the penalty area in this episode, feel free to reach out to me with your questions and I'll be happy to get back to you on that. I hope this makes you feel more comfortable on how to abide by the rules of golf as it pertains to a penalty area. Ladies and gentlemen, listen up. If you want to take control of your health and feel so much better, I encourage you to check out Pure On Main. They have two locations on Main Street in downtown Greenville across from the Hyatt and another location on Main Street in Simpsonville. Pure All, Main provides you with essential services and products allowing you to live a healthier, more fulfilling life. Pure All, Maine is also one of the most exclusive and unique health and wellness centers in the upstate. They've been nominated as one of Greenville's best wellness centers for four consecutive years. Betsy and her staff provide services such as colon hydrotherapy, massage therapy, ionic foot detox, and wellness consulting. They also have a store filled with beneficial items for your body and soul. Pure On Main is dedicated to helping and serving their community. Please give them a call and let them recommend the best products to help keep you and your family healthy. I get all of my wellness supplements from them and I feel amazing. Visit their website at pureonmain.com. Again, that's pureonmain.com where you can purchase their phenomenal products to be shipped for free yeah, you heard me right, free, right to your door or picked up at their downtown Greenville location. So what are you waiting for? Start living healthier and pure with the help of Pure On Main. You won't regret it. That dreaded heavy mishit stinks, right? We've all been there. We, we've hit that great drive right down the middle of the fairway. We've got an iron in our hand. We're getting ready to attack that pin and then we lay sod over the golf ball and it goes a few feet in front of us again we've all experienced it it's not fun so i'm here to help you remedy that miss hit so get ready to take some notes i believe there are two main causes to this miss hit to this heavy miss hit i'm going to focus on both of those and i'm going to give you some tips on how to eliminate this miss hit number one There's a tendency of the body swaying to the right. This is for right-handed golfers, when you make a backswing. So instead of rotating with your upper body and your hips, we tend to sway backwards with our entire body, rather than keeping your swing axis, which is the center of your chest cavity, or uh, where the buttons of your shirt would be located, instead of it staying centered over the golf ball. So what this does is when you sway backwards off the golf ball, this is going to cause your downswing arc to bottom out behind the ball because your weight is hanging back on your right side. This is going to cause that heavy miss hit, or I like to say it's going to cause you to hit the big ball first, which is the earth, before you hit the little ball, which is the golf ball. It's a little funny way of looking at that. Anyway, what I'd like for you to do to remedy the swaying of your body off the golf ball There's a great drill that's on my YouTube channel. The YouTube channel is Go Forth Golf Instruction. Practice this drill. It's titled Improve Your Ball Striking. And what this does is it's not only helping you keep your swing axis centered over the golf ball, but it's also teaching you how to maintain a good spine angle and it's teaching you how to shift your weight properly. So again, body swaying too much. We've got to remedy that so that our swing arc on our downswing doesn't bottom out behind the golf ball. The second thing that I believe causes a heavy miss hit is when the downswing is being dominated by the arms trying to hit the golf ball rather than your body rotating and swinging through the ball. When you're using all arms on the downswing, this is going to cause the golf club to make an early release and then causing you to hit the ground first instead of the golf ball. So what I'd like for you to focus on is to swing to a balanced finish position. The finish position is something that's grossly underutilized and underappreciated in the golf swing. This is forcing you to use your entire body and engages your entire body into the swing. When you're trying to get to a finished position, I'll remind a lot of students about the importance of a solid finish position. And let me touch on what a finished position is doing for you. First of all, to picture a finished position, it's obviously the, the last picture you see of a golfer after the golf swing. So you watch a lot of guys on tour, they get to a great finish position, or what I like to tell a lot of my junior golfers is the trophy finish. It's that guy on top of the trophy posing at the end. So the finish position has four key elements within it. Number one is body rotation. Two is weight shift. Three is a good tempo or speed of the swing. And then four is balance. Weight shift is probably the most important element of the four there to keep you from hitting behind the golf ball. Now, you may be saying to yourself, Steve, that is way too much stuff to think about. You want me to think about rotating my body, shifting my weight, swinging at a good tempo, and you know what? I've got to be balanced at the same time. I agree. Too much stuff to think about. So that's why you just focus on swinging to your finish position. You've taken care of all four of those elements. They take care of themselves. Because if you're going to swing to your finish position and hold it, number one, you had to rotate your body. Number two, your weight's going to shift on its own. Number three, you're going to swing at a tempo that's going to let you be balanced. So it's going to take care of everything without having to think too much about that. So focusing on your finish position will ensure your weight and your body is moving towards your target. And this is something that you can work on at home. You don't have to necessarily be at a driving range to do this. Just take your golf club in the backyard, swing the club, hold your finish for five seconds, practice that. And it becomes a pattern. It's all about muscle memory, mind memory, You've got to do that over and over because right now your body may be used to just hitting at the golf ball with your arms and not engaging the entire body and doesn't know any better. So whenever you try to do this over a golf ball, it may not go quite so well. So practice this as much as you can at home and then go to the driving range and work on it there. Another thing that you can do at home when you're making those practice swings is to challenge yourself say, okay, I'm going to swing to my finish position. I'm going to hold it for five seconds. And I'm going to give myself a point for every time I do that. So then to transition yourself better to the driving range, maybe go out and get some of the, the wiffle balls or the foam golf balls to use it in the yard. That way you're swinging through something. So when you go and practice it on the range, it doesn't feel so awkward. Holding your finished position for five seconds is equivalent to the ball landing. So when you're out on the practice range, you're out on the golf course, when the ball lands, you're good to go. In closing, there are a couple things you can do in your setup position that will help with this. Number one, you want to check your ball position. When I give lessons to my students, I always email them a ball position diagram that I created to help them position the ball in their stance, according to the club that they're using. So if you come take a lesson from me, remind me and I'll email that ball position diagram to you. A band aid that you can do, and it's simply that, it's a band aid. It's not something I want you doing forever that can help you with the weight transfer. Is when you're in your setup position, typically with your irons, typically you have your weight distributed 50 50 between left and right. Try to put about 60 to 70% of your weight on your left foot at setup. This is, again, simply a band aid that will help you transition that weight or have that weight rather on your left side at impact. In summary, two things is gonna cause the heavy miss hit. Number one, the body is swaying too much off the golf ball. To the right if you're a right-handed golfer, to the left if you're a left-handed golfer. And this is causing your downswing arc to bottom out behind the golf ball because your weight is hanging back on your right side if you're a right-handed golfer. And number two, your downswing is being dominated by your arms trying to hit the golf ball rather than your body rotating and swinging through the ball. Just remember, swing to your finish position. I hope this tip helps you. If I see you next time, let me know if this eliminated that dreaded heavy miss hit.
1: Doing the bull dance, feeling the flow,
0: working it, working it. I'm thrilled to bring you this great interview in this episode with Dr. Joe Dupuy of Dupuy Family Chiropractic. If you've had an interest of going to see a chiropractor, but you're just wasn't sure if cracking your neck or your back was your thing or you weren't sure about it. Maybe you heard a bad story about a chiropractic experience that your friend had or your family member had, whatever the case may be, or maybe you just not sure what chiropractic care is and how is it going to benefit your life. Whatever your reasons may be, that you have not gone to a chiropractor, this interview is definitely going to be informative and insightful and hopefully steer you in the direction of chiropractic care. Joe and I discuss a lot of the advantages that you can get from getting adjustments, but not only that, but living a healthier life. I encourage you to go check out Joe on his website at dupuyfamilychiropractic.com. Again, that's dupuy, that's d-u-p-u-y family chiropractic.com there will also be a link in the show description it'll take you straight there start looking at ways to improve your health through chiropractic care it has improved my quality of life tremendously and hopefully it will do the same for you that's the whole purpose of this interview to inform you and educate you and decide whether or not it can be impactful in your life as well so without further ado let's bring in joe for that interview Joe, I greatly appreciate your time today. Thank you for joining me on the podcast. How are you?
1: Awesome, bud. Thanks for having me. It's a real pleasure.
0: Pleasure's all mine. Before we get into all the benefits of having chiropractic care and, and how it can help someone's golf swing, let's talk about your business. How did you get started and why did you choose to be a chiropractor?
1: Actually, I always say chiropractic kind of chose me. I uh, had an aunt an uncle who were in chiropractic college and we were uh, up in Northern Ohio. My little brother fell off the monkey bars and my aunt of course being about to graduate uh, adjusted his neck. Now I thought he broke his neck, but I, I mean, I kid you not, he was back outside playing like within 15 minutes. I stood a little bit right back at it and he professed to be a chiropractor. And then obviously, um, he was only nine years old and we we're like, yeah, sure, whatever. But then my older brother ended up going to chiropractic college and, um, I broke my back playing football and I thought I was going to be a, a physical therapist or a, a psychiatrist. And my brother, um, invited me down to visit and he started working on me and I changed my, my, uh, my major. And thank goodness, man, I love this. It's so such an honor to be a chiropractor and help people in this way. But, yeah, it was kind of like, uh, you know, just like a family thing. Now both my brothers um, are practicing. One's in Boston, one's in Columbus, Ohio, and I'm here. Of course, I always say I, I got smart and moved south. So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that's an awesome story. Now, I've been coming to you for about five years now, and I can honestly say that you have greatly improved my quality of life. But for someone who's thought about going to see a chiropractor and they were just a little unsure, or maybe they're a little scared, maybe they've heard some stories that have been untrue, and, and maybe for someone who's never even considered it, what can you tell them that would change their mind and, and make them come see you and get that, that to me, that much-needed chiropractic care?
1: Well, you know, that's why I always said that. I mean, I, I come from Ohio, which is a you know medically mindseted state pretty much, and I, I mean, I always believed that chiropractors were quacks growing up, um, and I used to uh, make fun of chiropractic. You only believe what you're taught, and a lot of us don't understand chiropractic, and that's in large part the chiropractor's fault. I mean, a lot of chiropractors have lost, you know, the philosophy and really why we do what we do, and they're not educating a whole lot about chiropractic and creating value for taking care of the nervous system you know i would always say to somebody it's a lot like you know your 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 teeth or your vehicle you know you got to take care of your vehicle and your, your teeth otherwise they're gonna they're gonna fall apart quicker than they should and you know we understand that our parents taught us to take care of those things and you know in order to have healthy teeth and, and have the optimal life out of our vehicle so you know i'm i'm getting regular maintenance on those things and when the check engine light's going off on that car or you know my tooth starts hurting i'm i'm definitely in getting the work done that i need to get done and you know it just makes sense from from that perspective that hey your your nervous system is the most important system in your body it's like the neurological motor that's running everything and if there's a problem there and you're ignoring it, I mean, you're setting yourself up for a health crisis or a major issue. And chiropractic is a thousand times safer than taking drugs and surgery, you know, because it's it's least invasive, it's a natural thing. And I mean, heck, I'm in my 16th year of practice Uh, worked on thousands of people, done over 100,000 adjustments. And a lot of people hear all these horror stories, but you better believe if chiropractors were out there hurting people, you'd hear about it all over the news. And, you know, bad news spreads fast. You know what I mean? So uh, there's a lot of people that swear by chiropractic, and it's because they're educated about, you know, what we do. How, you know, the, the other great thing about chiropractic is people tend to have healthier habits because, you know, we're going to talk a lot about healing physiology and what supports uh, a healthy alignment in the nervous system. I get into a lot about anti-inflammatory principles and how to decrease inflammation, not only in your joints, but in your, you know, your arteries and in your your cardiovascular system. I mean, that's important. I mean, at the end of the day, back pain's not killing everybody. It's it's heart disease and cancer um, that's killing people. And, you know, your nervous system controls your heart, it controls your immune system and all of the muscles in your body. So if you've got pain, you don't want to ignore it and tough through life. You want to get that fixed because I mean it can be. If you just get to the roots of what's going on, and what I'm finding is it's structural issues along with, you know, inflammatory issues. And and those are all things that I coach my patients through. Because at the end of the day, nobody's gonna take better care of you than you, you know, no doctor no chiropractor. So, you know, I want to leave my patients with the knowledge of how to essentially take the best care of the temple they've been blessed with. And I'm getting results and, and it's because, you know, we're made to heal when you, when you do that, when you get to the roots of what's going on.
0: There was something you said to me a long time ago, I'll never forget it. You, you put it in a way that made total sense. You said that the spine is like the information highway from the brain down to the body. So if there's something going on with the spine, if it's not aligned properly, then that communication is going to travel from the brain down that information highway of the spine to the organs will be disrupted. And so if you have everything lined up properly and getting the adjustments that you need on a regular basis, then that information can flow back and forth so much better and you remain healthier. And and when you said that, that just made total sense to me.
1: Right. Well, God, I mean, like, if you think about how God made us, I mean, at the life begins in the nervous system and it ends when the nervous system stops. There's something to be said about the fact that it's the only system encased and protected in bone. It's armored. That's how he made us. Right? So if, you know, we live in a broken, stressful world, as much as it's protecting it due to stress, those bones shift out of alignment and that greatly puts pressure on the disc and basically the cushion, the joints between those bones, and that affects nerve flow. When that happens, you're going to have not only pain, numbness, tingling, burning, weakness, stiffness, soreness, pain, whatever, you're going to have digestive issues, potentially, you can have heart palpitations, anxiety, headaches, migraines, sinus issues, fatigue, depression, ADHD, ear infections. I mean asthma, the list goes on and on. These are all things that I see improve with my patients. And this is the big confusing thing for people. They're like, oh, the chiropractor said he could, you know, fix asthma. Oh, the chiropractor said he could fix my sinus issue. That's a bunch of, you know, hogwash. Well, no, it's not that. It's that we're like the mechanic of the body. We do the tune-up on the nervous system, And then the body gets reconnected and it heals itself. So when people are getting better, I'm like, praise God, you're healing body, you know?
0: Yeah, that that makes total sense. Now, probably the most important question a lot of our listeners are wanting to know right now is, how is chiropractic care, how will chiropractic care help improve their golf game?
1: Yeah, so I don't know how many times. Patients have come in, golfers, avid golfers, they can't bend over and and touch the toes and you know they're, they've got a crick in their neck and whatever i mean you know golf's a game of balance and flexibility so i'm an avid golfer i play once to twice a week depending on what's going on at home and i try to practice at least once on top of that and i go to the chiropractor every week i have no pain and i do it because it keeps me on top of my game i like to walk 18 holes uh i prefer to walk just for the exercise and you know Getting adjusted keeps, you know, that flexibility and that balance. It keeps my accuracy, you know. It keeps me not only uh, feeling good, but it keeps me mobile. And I think that's something that, you know, most people don't realize. You're going to get that full turn, that full fall through You know, when you're in pain, it affects everything. Right. And including your golf swing. This is why the greatest athletes of all time in any sport attribute the success in that sport and their level of performance to regular spinal chiropractic maintenance. And so the best of the best in the world if it's good enough for them it's good enough for you, you know what I mean as far as I'm concerned. And not only that, you know, I mean it's I mean none of us are are professionals here besides you Steve, but at the end of the day <laughs> I think I think that you know if you're if you're able to maintain these things you're going to have longevity on the golf course. So I don't just want to play my best now. I want to play my best when I'm in my 80s and 90s. I have a vision of playing golf with my great grandkids and whooping them, you know, and out driving them, you know, why not? <laughs> all right. um, so, so I'm doing all the physical exercise, stretches, chiropractic, nutritional stuff. You know, I'm avoiding toxins. I'm hydrating. I'm doing the things necessary to keep myself in optimal health you know, so that I'm able to do the things I love. And part of that is golf. I love golf. It's great to be out in nature. And, you know, it's something that you can do from the time you're a child all the way into your 80s and 90s. I see a lot of guys out there. So I don't want to move up to the gold tees if I don't have to, you know. I want to be able to play back here in the blues.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I I think everybody does. You talked about some of the best athletes. Uh, I can remember Jordan Spieth winning the Masters, and he thanked his chiropractor and the and uh, the green jacket ceremony.
1: Yeah, I remember that too. That was awesome.
0: Let's talk about not only what you do with chiropractic care, but also from the nutritional side of it. You offer nutritional advice to help people live healthier. Talk to me a little bit about that.
1: Yes. Yeah, so I mean, we are what we eat, you know, and I believe that if our nutrition's out of balance, I mean, the American diet, I mean, just look at what the good old FDA is approved to put in our food. I mean, it's not even food. And I mean, sugar is like just latent in everything. I mean, just in everything. And then on top of that, additives and preservatives and, you know, you name it, right. Food dyes and artificial sweeteners and chemicals, antibiotics, all that stuff. And what happens is on top of that, you know, we're putting all these medications in our body chemicals in our body and potentially, you know, when, when that's happening, it kills the gut biome and when that gut biome gets out of balance. Uh, you know, that is not good. So your gut's like your second brain and you, that's why people say I got a gut feeling, right? Well, if your gut's destroyed, I mean, you've got all these digestive issues, you've got acid reflux, constipation, diarrhea, whatever. I mean, that's a sign that there's dis- disruption in your gut biome. And all, that, all those chemicals and all those things that are in your food and that you're putting in your body leach in through the gut and into the bloodstream. And then the immune system starts attacking itself. It's like, what is this? It doesn't belong here. So that's where you get a lot of autoimmune issues. And I mean, there's a laundry list of autoimmune diseases, including degenerative arthritis, lupus, rheumatoid arthritis. I mean, we really need to think about our food and what we choose to put in our mouth and consider it, you know, like our medicine. Hippocrates, the father of Western medicine, back in 490 BC was quoted saying, he said, make your food, your medicine, stay away from the melting pot of medications and chemicals, essentially. And he said, look well to the spine for the root cause of all sickness and disease. He was a chiropractor. People don't realize that. But the first doctor of all time was a chiropractor wow. and a nutritionist. And now we've gotten so far away from that because it's too simple, Steve. It's too simple. Yeah. You know, like you think about how you can profit off of something like that. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, big pharma and you know the whole medical system is profiting off of, you know, sickness. And at the end of the day, they, they they're gonna prescribe, they're gonna cut, they're gonna inject, they're gonna test, and they're gonna, you know, you're never getting too much good news.
0: I can remember when I came to you, uh, I was a huge soda drinker, sweet tea guy, all the way. Uh, I very rarely drank water. And again, you told me something that really hit me hard. And you were like, you know, you're putting so much sugar in your body that your body's over here trying to burn off the sugar, and it doesn't have time to come over here and burn off the fat. So if you reduce the amount of sugar that you're putting in your body, then your body has more time to burn the fat. And when I did that, I I cut back on sodas tremendously. I mean, I may drink a soda a few times a month, whereas it was several times a day. Put more water in my system. I dropped like 10 to 15 pounds in a heartbeat.
1: Oh yeah, and you know what? You helped your heartbeat.
0: (laughs) Yes, yeah, very much so.
1: Well, when you think about hydration, I mean, that's an awesome point. We get on the course, and we're going into the, the hot season, right? And people are out there pounding beer and Gatorade and anything and tea and anything but water, right? Well, you know, that's all diuretic. It's dehydrating you. So not only are you hot and sweaty, now you're dehydrated from what you're putting in. That's going to affect your blood sugar. But not just that, it's going like your your organs are made up of 80 percent water approximately and your joints are made up of 90 percent water so what's more important for survival your organs or your joints your organs right
0: right your organs are definitely going to be most important
1: so when that happens and you're dehydrated your organs draw the water from the joints which not only causes more inflammation and pain but now you're setting yourself up for injury so dehydrate and your muscles are 85% water. So your muscles are gonna be suffering too. Fat in your body has 5% water approximately, and muscle in your body has 85% water. So if you want more muscle mass, which as an athlete, I think you would, you're gonna drink more water. So if you go and have a beer, or you go have a coffee, or you, know, you want to make sure you're, you've got enough water with you to counterbalance the diuretic effect.
0: Right, yeah, makes complete and total sense.
1: But you hear a lot of people having heart attacks on the golf course too, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, unfortunately well, so. Well, part
1: of it is because they're, they're, not, they're not thinking about – I mean, golf's a stressful sport.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know? to say the least.
1: And, and if you're not hydrated, you're setting yourself up for, for organ failure potentially, especially That's on a hot day.
0: Something you said uh, earlier that caught my attention, uh, stretching. What kind of stretches do you recommend to your patients?
1: Well, I like that. Um, there's some some company down in uh, Anderson called. Uh, they make the orange whip, and I'm not advertising for them, but I've been using that just to kind of warm up a little bit. And I always recommend getting to the course about an hour beforehand. You know, you know, we rush from <laughs> how many times are are rushing from the the car to the cart to the into the clubhouse to pay, and then onto the course, and we're we're cold. Well, that's not going to help your game mentally or physically.
0: Yeah, so, well, you know. A plug for Jim Hackenberg, Orange Whip. He's out of Easley. I did an interview with him in the last episode. If you haven't had a chance to check that out, go check that out on episode four. Great interview. I agree with you 100%, and that, that definitely helps with with stretching and getting the muscles flowing and, and uh, create some strength, some balance, some rhythm. Um, what about some specific stretches? Like, I've always been told, stretch your hamstrings. Your hamstrings support your lower back, and if you can free up your lower back, obviously that's going to produce a better golf swing.
1: Yeah, so... So the uh, the big deal with stretch is, I mean, we sit too much, right? And people are sitting at computers and they're driving and they end up having low back pain because they're slouching, crossing their legs. They don't have enough lumbar support. So ergonomically, you know, our head's going forward. That's pulling on our spine. And then, so I always recommend, you know, getting a good lumbar supportive chair. But not just that. Stretching your psoas muscle, p s o a s, and this is actually in the front of your your hips area, and it goes up into your your lumbar's and connects. But when you sit too long, you lose the curve in your back, and that puts a lot of pressure on the disc in your back. So it's counterintuitive. You think the problems in the back, and you need to stretch the back. But in all actuality, you need to stretch the front. And then you can go online and look up psoas stretches. But I like that. I also like piriformis stretches, um, and then obviously your hamstrings, quads, and calves. Uh, Along with that, you know, I recommend cervical traction. I like a Pettibon traction unit, and that really helps people to restore the curve in their neck from looking down all the time. I recommend brachial plexus stretches. And uh, that's one of the things my little brother's really big on up in, in Ohio. He's an avid golfer. Jim Dupuy up in Columbus in Westerville or Worthington, excuse me. And, um, you know, he graduated from a different train of thought. I went to Sherman and he went to National, and he does a lot of therapeutic stuff with his patients. So it's funny when we get together uh, for holidays and stuff, we're adjusting each other and he's teaching me stuff. But he's very, very knowledgeable on, um, you know, the therapeutic side. And it's important to do physical type therapy stuff. It's not that hard. You just need to know what to do, how to do it. Um, That's important. But, you know, the other thing is strengthening. You know, I'm a big supporter of weight-resistant exercise, yoga, Pilates type. Get that burn, you know what I mean? And it doesn't take a – you don't have to go heavy. You can go light and do high reps and go slow and make it like five pounds feel like 50 if you do it enough. But, you know, there's something about that, getting blood flowing, getting lymph flowing. Also, you know, strengthening joints, stretching those joints. You know, you got to break your muscles and your joints down to build them up. So if we're sedentary all the time, you know, we're, we're getting weaker. and We want to strengthen everything. And that's important, not just in golf, but, again, with longevity and quality of life
0: Yeah, I have a lot of my students you talked about yoga that have are taking yoga and speak very highly of it and uh i think that can absolutely help someone to go along with the, the chiropractic care that we're talking about now someone listen to this they, they're convinced like all right yep all right i'll give this a shot how often would they need to come see you does that vary between individuals some people more some people less is there an average of how many times somebody should come see you for adjustments
1: I mean, honestly, I recommend that children get checked from day one. I mean, if you think about the birth process, it's stressful on the mother, and it's stressful on the child. And people are like, but but babies don't have pain. Well, they might, and they just can't communicate it, right? So we come out of the womb, and there's all this pulling and tugging, and we're crammed in the, the birth canal. and Come out, and you know what? We have misalignment or what's called subluxation in the spine affecting nerve flow. And these children will have ear infections, digestive colic. I mean, you name it. How many kids out there are never checked because the parents don't know that it could be a neurological issue? And they grow up at a disadvantage because they're out of alignment. You know, so I mean, I think the question should be when we should get started. And that is from day one. I mean, When do you start taking care of your vehicle? When do you start taking care of your teeth? As soon as you have them, right? Right. Well, we're talking about the master control system here. And that's why I see a lot of kids in my office, whole families, because they're educated. And unfortunately, like my family, I didn't get checked until I was 20 years old consistently. I mean, I was checked a few times by my aunt in in my early teens. but And I loved it. I loved how I felt. But again i didn't have any value for it so until i broke my back and i really felt the difference i didn't start doing it regularly but 7 out of 10 babies it's estimated are out of alignment from birth that means 7 out of 10 of us have been alignment from the day we were born and never checked think about that steve that's a disadvantage so you know we develop out of alignment and then we have major health issues malfunctions pain and we just potentially get put on pills and we become you know a customer for for a pill mill right so we got to think about how and why this could happen so i mean if you've had accidents falls stress you know you think about just sleeping in the wrong position you can get a crick in your neck you are under stress every day i again go every week because i'm working out 5 days a week i'm putting my body under constant stress You know, we've got gravity against us. So at the end of the day, I mean, there's obviously a financial concern for people or a time concern for people. You know, I always say you can have as much of it as you want or as little as you want, but I'm going to recommend what's best because you deserve the best. And honestly, I think an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure when you're talking finances. You know, you want to save money? Well, guess what? You want to stay out of crisis care. You want to stay out of the Emergency care, right? You want to make sure that you're well. Why do you go to the doctor? You want to be well. So this is why I say get well and stay well. Don't just feel good and think you're well and you're fixed. The stress is never gonna stop. And you know, some people need more intensive care because they've waited too long. So you might start them off twice a week or three times a week for a stint and then weed them off to you know once a week or every other week. But you know, the, the younger you're, you're checked the less maintenance you need in the long run, you know, a lot of times you can go to every other week and that's the national average for maintenance care. But either way you sliced it, you know, most, like right now, 10% of Americans are getting adjusted by a chiropractor. Chiropractors are leading healthcare right now. And 90% of the, the, the country is not checked. And I'd say half of those think we're quacks. Are there quack chiropractors? Sure. Are there quack mechanics? Sure. Other quack dentists, sure, but just because you have one bad experience doesn't mean all chiropractors are that way. Just because you have one bad mechanic doesn't mean all mechanics are that way, right?
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree 100% to start.
1: But for some reason, when it comes to chiropractic, if somebody's had a bad experience, it must be all chiropractors.
0: You hear that often, unfortunately, and and what you said makes total sense. I mean, uh, you're going to have your mechanic, you're going to have your dentist, you're going to have your doctor, uh, you're going to have your pool guy that, that it may not be perfect or may have messed up it doesn't mean that they're all that way you your swing coach, swing coach. Swing coach right? absolutely absolutely so yeah i mean how many times right. have i heard someone going to get a golf lesson it was a terrible experience for them and like i'm never getting a golf lesson again I'm like well you have to educate them on hey look maybe they just didn't teach you or do the things you needed at that time it doesn't mean that all golf instructors are, are no good so yeah you're, you're making uh tremendous point there well you've made a lot of tremendous points in this conversation so i I can't thank you enough for for being here with me today and taking the time i'm i've learned more stuff today i thought i knew everything you had to teach and i've learned more today so thank you and i hope all the listeners out there have can take this and and can learn from it and they can come see you if they want to come see you how can they look you up website social media what what are your what's your website address and how can they find you on social media
1: so i've been uh I've been here on Main Street in Simpsonville, South Carolina, uh, since um, 2007, serving the, the community at Dupuy Family Chiropractic, and uh, most people are driving by 60 miles an hour, don't even know I exist, but, you know, I've built this practice off of getting results and, you know, referrals. And, and honestly, going out here and doing and educating like this, you know, it's a big passion of mine to coach. And that's what I am. I'm a health coach. So if you want to, you know, talk with me, I will, I don't care if you're in California. I don't care, you know, where you are. I'll get on the phone with you and talk with you to kind of help steer you in the right direction and get in the right hands of the right chiropractor. But if you, if you're interested in being a patient here, you can schedule at www.upstatechiropractic.com and go right there. And there's some educational videos there. But, yeah, or call the office at 864-399-9563 and speak with Pam or myself, and and we'll be more than happy to answer your questions. So, um, yeah, I'm uh, accepting new patients. I got to tell you, I mean, COVID-19 hit, and my practice grew 40%, man. Like, I got slammed with new patients. I got to say God's blessed me, and, you know, I'm doing his work and just pointing to him giving him the glory. And, you know, um, I plan on doing this in the, my, as long as the Lord wills it, 80s, 90s, heck, as far as I can go, because it's not a job. My calling and purpose in life is to check, adjust and educate as many families as possible towards optimal health, using chiropractic, healthy living principles and nutrition as my tool. So I'm doing that and I don't have any plans on stopping. So if you need help, reach out.
0: Joe, I tremendously admire your passion. That's why I keep coming to you. You motivate me every time I'm there in the office, as well as helping me with my chiropractic needs. So thank you so much for everything you do for me. Thank you for what you do for our community. And if you want to learn more about Joe, please go look him up. You will not be disappointed. I'll put a link to his website in the show description. So go check, go check that out. And uh, I can promise you, you won't be disappointed and uh, get on the path to living healthier and feeling better. I highly recommend it. Joe, thank you so much for your time. You're awesome, man. I
1: want to say something, though, too. I want to say something. Thank you to you because you gave me some lessons five years ago, and I've been using a lot of those tools that you taught me then. And my handicaps dropped five strokes since then. I'm enjoying golf. My short game's a lot better. So, all you guys out there that are looking for a good swing coach, Steve's the man. Hit him up at Willow Creek, and, you know, he'll keep you straight and in the short grass.
0: Thank you very much. I appreciate that plug, my friend, and I'm glad I'm helping you. And uh, again, I cannot thank you enough for your time, and I look forward to talking to you soon.
1: All right. God bless. That does
0: it for Episode 5. I hope you enjoyed it. I'll be back for Episode 6 next month, and I'll be bringing you more Rules of Golf, another intriguing interview, and I will also be talking about how to choose the correct bounce on your wedge. That is a decision that a lot of people struggle with. Should I go with something with low bounce? Should I go with something with high bounce? And better yet, what is bounce? What does bounce mean on a wedge? I'm going to answer that question for you in episode six and much more. Don't forget to go out there and give me a five star rating. If you feel that I deserve it, if I've entertained you, that is greatly appreciated. And make sure you go check out the website, goforthgolfinstruction.com. It's in the show description, as well as coming to see us out at Willow Creek Golf Club. Our greens are in fantastic shape, and we would love to see you out there. If you're unable to come see us at Willow Creek, I encourage you just to get out and play golf. Go to your favorite golf course. Go to the driving range near you, or go to the club that you may be a member of. Just get out, play the game, enjoy the game, and have fun. Remember, you can also find a link to Joe Dupuy's Family Chiropractic, in the show description as well highly advise you to check that out and maybe do a little research and find out if chiropractic care is the ticket for you i think you'll find that it will greatly improve the quality of your life so go check that out thank you as always and i look forward to interacting with all of you until next time i hope you hit them long and straight and you sink all of those putts good luck You've been listening to the Go Forth and Golf podcast. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening to receive alerts on new episodes. For more information, please follow us on social media at Go Forth Golf Instruction or visit our website at goforthgolfinstruction.com. Remember, together, let's go forth to a better golf game.